scary movie. Fear is defined as a feeling of agitation caused by the presence or imminence of danger. Why do you think people believe in ghosts? For fun? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Inside Movies Galore. I'm your host, David Streggy, and here in the room uh, with me, I have uh, a New England filmmaker uh, by the name of Rochelle Cook. Rachel. Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so welcome. Uh, I wanted to welcome you to the show. Uh, oh. Thank you for uh, agreeing to the interview. Thank you for interviewing me. Uh, so um, uh, what I'm going to uh, uh, do, uh, do here is uh, ask you, um, uh, uh, first of all, where, you, uh, where you're from and how you got involved in uh, uh, creating f- a film and who are your possible inspirations? Well, I was born and raised in North Carolina, but I moved to Massachusetts when I was 12. Okay. And <clears throat> I got involved. <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> I got involved in film when I was in college. Okay. And because I had, I was going through a communications degree and I was taking film classes here and there. And I had a beginning videography class where he taught the theory of filmmaking and how to use a T3I camera. So that's when the teacher encouraged everybody in the class to take part in campus movie festivals so that we could make our first short film. So I used that festival to make my first short film. And I thought that it was really therapeutic and fun. So I've just been doing it ever since. All righty. And who do you use as inspiration uh, for uh, for whenever you go go about and uh, put a story together? Or who do you you feel has inspired you? Um, Um, Definitely. So two people, Alfred Hitchcock and Rod Serling. Um, Alfred Hitchcock, because I really like just the way that he directs. It's it's like, you know, obviously he's known as the master of suspense. You never know what's going to happen until the end. There's There's always a lot of twists and turns. His stories are very interesting. And I don't know a director that's like that. Like, he was completely different in that. And I really like movies like that where where it's kind of like you're trying to solve a puzzle. You're it's interactive. It's not just like you're watching a movie on screen. You're involved. You're trying to figure out what's going on. I like stuff like that. And then with Rod Serling, the creator of the Twilight Zone, <laughs> I really yeah, I really love him. I loved him when he was doing it because he made a lot of social commentary in his well, work. Well, and he was a very good narrator. I, I mean, uh, I grew up with uh, Twilight Zone myself, uh, self, 
I, I own the series, and uh, I grew up with that uh, that myself. So whenever I whenever I think of Rod Serling, I think, hey, Twilight Zone. So yeah. Um, yeah. So your first short film, uh, uh, which uh, was done in 2013, is called A Sister's Bond. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that first short film? Or was it your first short film? Yeah, that was the first one. That was the one that I did while I was in college. It was that and another one called What's the Problem with Bill Weiner? Those I did in college, um, I think they were a part of the Campus Movie Festival. Okay. And, you know, I don't think those films are good. <laughs> That's yeah. why I don't have them public on my Vimeo. But A Sister's Bond, that was basically me trying to, um, at the time, I have felt like my relationship with my brother wasn't the same as it used to be. Because, you know, when we were kids, we were really, really close. And then as we got older, you know, life kind of gets in the way and you kind of lose the same relationship you had when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of sad about it. Okay. So I made I made this I guess awful film about it, trying <laughs> to share my feelings. Basically just my sadness over me feeling like I had lost a relationship with my brother. Of course I don't feel that way anymore. As I got older, I un- I understand more and we have a different relationship that I appreciate now. But at the time, that's that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, whenever I talk to uh, filmmakers, it's like oftentimes their first uh, film, especially if they're independent, has always been just a little bit rough. And when they look back on it, it's like, how could I have done that? <laughs> or I, I would have done that differently now than I would have then, you know? So, yeah. Um, but, um, um, so, uh, what was, um, uh, even though I know that these are college films or what, what, whatnot, had you, had you come about and, uh, come up with your RMC pictures, uh, production company title yet here? Um, no, I don't think so. That was, I, I think I came up with the name after college, after I graduated and I made my first independent short film after college, like without the other college students. Okay. And that that film was Monet's Room. That was after class, dealing with actual professional filmmakers, professional actors. Monet's Room was was what I consider my my very first real independent film. And the other oh. two were just college films, but Totally understand. Uh, the, the reason why I go through some of uh, these, because uh, uh, to, uh, to me, um, and I think to others um, in the film community, sometimes your beginnings are where, uh, you know, your, 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 your minutes of growing process and hearing, hearing you speak about, uh, about it is, uh, is almost like it's therapy. <laughs> yeah. But um as you look back at the, uh, the at these uh, films, were there any actors or actresses that you um, could uh, point out that you actually did enjoy working with on these films? Um, the very first ones. Okay. Um, 
Is is that what you mean? The very first film that I did. Well, um, a sister's bond. What's the problem with a Bill Weiner or on her way? Um, yeah, I would say that it was my my older sister. Um, we have we have a a weird relationship. It's it's really weird. Um, we don't get along all that well. Like like she's she's the um, the one sibling. I have three siblings, and she's okay. the one the one sibling that I've never really gotten along with. But but one thing that I can say about her is that she's a great actor, in my opinion, um, with some training. And if she if she had have gotten some training in acting and worked with a really good director, um, I, I feel like she could have been a really good actor because she's very expressive. And she's she's a really emotional person as it is, and that translates into her acting. And I really love that when it comes to when it comes to acting, the 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 facial expressions, the emotional, it's you know, all of those things. I just like that kind of intensity and that's what she brought to every role because that's honestly who she is. So it was really easy. And I look for that in other actors and sometimes you know, sometimes it takes a lot of searching to find that, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, now, you did uh, these uh, short, uh, these beginning short films uh, in North Carolina, correct? Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Um, I moved to Massachusetts when I was 12. Okay. And yeah. So, okay. so I did these in Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, I was just trying to get a feel for like location uh, and whatnot because sometimes the locations are uh, pretty cool. So um, uh, just really quick, quick before we move on to the films that I know that you want to talk to uh, talk about um, is um, what is uh, what's the problem with Bill Weiner about and what is on her way about just <clears throat> Well, um, what's the problem with Bill Weiner? That was that was an experience that I had with this narcissist um, years ago, and and somebody that I kept in my life. I don't I don't I have no idea why. Um, and and basically, it's just somebody like just just you know I I don't want to. I was about to say something about Pisces men, but I'm not going to go there. Um, but basically, just somebody who you know you've ever met a guy who's always. Can can I swear on here? He, yeah, he's always swear on okay. Here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's always whining and complaining about the fact that he can't find a good woman? Oh, I'm such a good man. Oh, I need a good woman. You know, oh, she deserves to be treated like gold. No, no woman wants to love me. No woman wants to treat me right. All my women have treated me badly, and then you finally date him. I'm a good woman, okay, and I and I I tried to love him. I treated him very right, and each time that we dated, and he always screwed it up. He always started fights, then gaslighted me. Always blamed me for everything. Always had an issue, some kind of issue. Always cheating and sneaking around with his ex. So you know, like you're the problem. <laughs> so that's what the film was about. It's like, why are you asking? You know, why you can't find love? It's because of you. You're you're the one with the issue. And I went through this. I went through this with the same guy recently, and it, so it just it just irritates me to talk about him. He had issues, and, and I don't. I'm trying to move move forward. He. I hope to never meet a guy like that again. That was ridiculous. <laughs> and <laughs> and on her way, that was that was also based on a true story because when I was 
12 and I first moved to Massachusetts, I, um, so we had moved because of dramatic circumstances. My father was basically crazy and abusive and my mom took us and left while he was gone one day. So okay. we were, we were kind of abnormal. We were sheltered. We had PTSD, you know, we were really emotional. And the very first apartment that we moved into um, from the homeless shelter, the very first apartment we moved into that night, there was a man beating up a woman upstairs the entire night. And then the next day, I'm, I'm just like, you know, because I, I had trauma, so I couldn't move. I was just laying, lying down on the, on the so floor. One, one trauma to another trauma. And, yeah, yeah, it was like, I thought that we had gone, gone away from that. And here, you know, the first night of this apartment, we hear this man beating up a woman upstairs. So that was awful. I didn't want to leave the apartment. I was scared to leave. I was scared to move. I was frozen. And one day my mom took me out of the apartment finally and walked me around and just to show me it's not so bad after all. There are good people that live here and the people upstairs were evicted. Thank God. So mm -hmm. that's what that was about. Just tackling agoraphobia, okay. basically. All righty. Uh, moving on to uh, Monet's uh, uh, room now. That is the first film that you say uh, that, that really meant something. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about the, uh, uh, that and, uh, uh, that short film, and who did you work with on uh, on that that particular film? Um, yeah, so that that was basically a sequel to What's the Problem with Bill Weiner? Because um, yeah. that was that was the time when I was going to, you know, I, I was, I was screwed up and stuff because of this person. And, and so I made a sequel because, and what's the problem with Bill Weiner? You hear the man's point of view. And then, so I wanted to do a film with the woman's point of view, because as you can see in both films, it was the same two characters. So uh, I wanted to do the man's point of view and then the woman's point of view. Like, like, okay, you think you're the victim. You think you're this tragic victim who's just so hurt. And, you know, it's just all about you. It's all about you needing to find love. Well, this is what you're doing. This is the trail of blood path that you're leaving behind you that you don't clearly care about. These are the people that you're hurting that you don't care about because it's all about you because you're a narcissist. So so that's what, what Monet's room was about. He hurt somebody. And, of course, he didn't care. He never cared. And, and so this was her journey and her story. Um, you know, something that everybody can relate to. I'm sure everyone has gone through that before, but I worked with, oh my gosh, this was such a long time ago. I'm trying to remember her name. Um, I, I, uh, I think I, I don't want to say the wrong name. Um, Hold on, let me help you here. Um, Berenice Achille? Uh, oh, really? J.D. Achille. Uh, J.D. Achille and um, I'm trying to remember the lead watch. actress, D. D. Diane or Deanna or something like that. Um, that was that was the lead actress, <clears throat> and then I I had worked with a DP, um, and and we had basically just made the film for the first time, and you know, being that it was my first film, it was it was kind of a rough production, yeah. <laughs> but I. I learned a lot from it, from like, you know, casting, like doing proper casting. I learned 
don't just hand pick people, but make sure that you pick people that actually want to be in the production. Make sure you do rehearsals. I didn't do rehearsals. I was just completely inexperienced and didn't really know what I was doing. But now that I'm experienced, I know what to look out for and I do the process the right way. Well, yeah, th there is a process to everything. And, uh, mm -hmm. and if you don't do that pr uh, pr process, and if you don't look professional, then sometimes your actors don't want to act professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had, I've had those experiences. <laughs> some, some other films, <laughs> I don't... I try not to focus on, you know, anytime somebody, I, I've had those experiences with actors and also um, PAs or whatever, somebody that doesn't want to act right on my set. And I just make a, men a mental note and I don't work with them again in the future. So. All righty. So moving on to uh, last, last word, which is your next short film. Did you work with anyone on last words that you had worked with? on Monet's room or um did you go for some new actors and actresses um i went for a new actor so that uh that person was dominique lafour okay and excuse me i i also worked with her on the short film i believe it was i it was sometime around january and i don't remember if it was before or after last words but I thought that Dominique was a really great actress. She had, you know, a great attitude and she took direction well and everything. And we clicked to we're friends like today. So it was really awesome working with her. And I was behind the camera during that particular film. I decided to do the videography myself. Okay. Um, and, and I really particularly like the music in that film it was kind of like a tribute to drake to hip-hop music just like monet's room was both of those films were were inspired by drake songs not just my personal life but drake songs so in last words the song that you hear in the film is inspired by a drake song called madonna if you okay. listen to it you'll hear the similarities and okay. Yeah, and in that film, I was I was basically I had last words to say to this guy who today I have no idea why I ever dated. I just, <laughs> no. Okay, and uh, since you spoke ab about uh, some time around January, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So yeah, that film was about. Um, it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of that song. It was called Sometime Around Midnight. It was inspired by a song called Sometime Around Midnight. I don't remember the name of the artist, but it's the most beautiful song. It was such a long time ago, so my memory is not good right now. But uh, it, it's, it was just the most beautiful song. It was intense. It was passionate. It was completely emotional. And it, it was just amazing. And I had to make a film inspired by the song. So... Um, so that was basically it. And, it. and it was just about, you know, this um, the whole topic of being with someone who's sneaking around with someone behind your back, you know, the same <laughs> the same stuff that I that I tend to to write about at that time, which everybody can relate to. And and even today, because I, you know, because I recently went through it, the, the same guy 
he was sneaking around with his ex behind my back and lying to me about it while I'm driving him around and giving him money. <laughs> so it's basically stuff that, you know, that I go through all the time, it seems. So. Well, and uh, <laughs> I know that some filmmakers find that if they a film about reality, uh, things that happen real to them, you know, it's, it, it's, it, it's, it means more, you know, it means more mm -hmm. to, to you. It means more to your audience, even though you're not necessarily trying to find an audience as of yet. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people have come up to me after film screenings at film festivals and they're like, I really loved it. That exact thing happened to me. Um, so I was, I'm really happy that I connect with people in that way. Alrighty, so, uh, so I actually did. Uh, I actually did watch uh, sometime around uh, January, Mount Washington and Wrath City before, uh, before the, the, the show. So um, um, I really liked sometime around January and Wrath C uh, uh, City. So um, let's get to um, uh, Mount Washington. Why, why don't you uh, tell me a little bit about what that film is about? Well, um, I like to do, as as you can tell by now, I love to do films inspired by songs that I love. And, uh, and that song. That, uh, you like to involve music a lot with your your films. Yeah. Um, so the song that you hear, um, it's called Mount Washington, and it's by the local natives. And they're an actual popular band from L.A., and I would listen to that song all the time because my brother played it all the time. And I got obsessed with the song and this storyline that you see in the film. That storyline kept replaying in my head over and over again. And when that happens, I just have to do the film and let it out. So that's what I did. Um, and it stars Charlie, Charlie Pierre Paul and Shane Anderson. Um, and Charlie's also a friend. She's become a friend of mine since then but um yeah the, it's basically about a woman who she's broken up with her ex and she's in her room her roommate invited the guy to a party that's happening outside her room and her roommate is pressuring her to just come out to the party because they have a mutual friend who's expecting all of them so she's pressured to come out and it's just about that process that you go through that mental and emotional process of getting yourself ready to face your ex because you know you're scared of rejection you have some hope you have some anger and some mm -hmm. unresolved feelings so i wanted to explore that and after we did the film i submitted the film to the manager of local natives and he he responded and he said he loved it and he forwarded it to the lead singer of Local Natives. And he said he really liked it and said that I could use the song. And I was very shocked and amazed. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's basically the story with that. And and it went on to win an award at the LA Film Awards. Okay. And also play at um, the Real to Real film promotion featuring Amari Hardwick. So we did really well with that film. Nice. I'm uh, I'm glad that uh, the film opened up some doors uh, uh, for you uh, just a little bit. I mean, the fact that you were able to get a local song 
uh, from LA that you liked on a film of yours, uh, you know, with, without having to pay anything, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have to pay anything. It was amazing. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to Wrath City. Wow. That, 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 uh, that packed a powerful message. So why don't you tell me about that one? Yeah. Well, this, this film, it basically, um, it was one of my most recent last films, and it's completely different from all the other films that I've done, which were about love and a loss of love. This one was basically confronting all of the ignorant, privileged white people that I meet who don't understand what Black Lives Matter is, who um, who basically justify police brutality, who don't care about police brutality. I'm basically talking to them. And I'm also talking to these liberals out here who are so outraged when it comes to issues involving gay people, white women, immigrants, but they're quiet when it comes to police brutality and other issues involving black people. Th this film was for those hypocritical liberals. So I'm just calling out a lot, a lot to ignorant people in this film. Cause I'm just, you I was so tired. You weren't just <laughs> calling out the, uh, the right wings. You were calling out the right, uh, uh, left wings. And it was like, kind of like a political statement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, could, yeah, I'm not on either side. I'm not on liberal or or the conservative side. I'm, you know, I'm on the real the real side. I'm a realist. I see the BS from both sides, and you know, both people are doing things that I'm sick of and ashamed, just disappointed. And and I think that no one is immune to their own BS. Not even a liberal, and they need to hear about it. So, I agree. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, as a film review viewer and uh, someone who deals with um, having to see politics out out there or what uh, whatnot on people's pages, it's hard to say anything because you never know when someone might take something the wrong way or uh, this and that. So I just, I just tend to just kind of stay backwards and, and not really say much of what my politics are <laughs> oh. <laughs> because you know it, it, it's so on edge uh, lately but uh besides uh, that you have a new uh film uh, out um called not in love uh why don't you tell me about that and a uh, film and um where where did you where did you film it? Um, so yeah, that was the last, the very last short film that I did, and we filmed it in Los Angeles and Santa Monica, California, and that was the very first time I had ever gone to Los Angeles or Santa Monica. Um, <clears throat> it started out as a girls' trip that turned into just me going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I figured, you know what, I'm gonna make a film while I'm out there. Why not? I wanna I wanna travel and meet different filmmakers across the country anyway and internationally. I've always said I wanted to be a traveling filmmaker. So this is the perfect time to do that. So I went out there and I met with actors Dana uh Dana and Tomas Otero and we just filmed a short out there. And it's basically about a woman who's convinced herself that she's not in love with a new man in her life because she's still in love with her husband who died in the Navy. And it goes with the song that you hear over the film. Um, the song is by 10CC and it's called I'm Not In Love. 
and it was very popular in the 70s and I love 70s rock music so oh. I yeah I really wanted to do a film based like directly based on this song these were the the images that repeated in my mind every single time I heard the song and I yeah so we just did it and I think it's personally my most favorite film I've ever done and I did the camera work on it and I I think that we did a really beautiful job. Okay. And uh, now your aspirations are to eventually make a feature, uh, uh, correct? Um, is that what, what your goal is to, uh, to eventually make a feature? Um, it is one of my goals. I'm not as obsessed with that goal as some filmmakers are. Like, I feel like some filmmakers think they absolutely have to make a feature because they're filmmakers and they're expected to. Whereas I'm not really like that. I, I want to make films that I want to make, whether they're short films or feature, or if it's a feature length, if it's a feature length film, it's, it's going to have to be something that I really either want to write or have, have a real vision for, because I really love doing shorts. Like oh. I said, I'm a huge fan of the Twilight Zone and you those should, are short. You should make an anthology. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that. So. Um, what I'm actually going to do, I'm going to take Rap City and a couple of other shorts that, I, that I'm going to make this year, and I'm going to package it into an anthology TV series. And I'm going to go to the American film market in Santa Monica in November and try to pitch it uh, and see what happens with that. Okay. Well, um, I wish you luck with that because I, I, I do, I do feel like there are some of your films that uh, could be marketable if you, if you pitched it the right way. So, um, but um, in any case, um, is there anything else that you'd like to tell the audience uh, while you're here on the air um, uh, that uh, that, uh, uh, that you can say about your uh, film work or uh, uh, that you think that you might have missed talking about? Uh, um, well, I've, I just had a lot of fun uh, last year in 2018 screening Brad City and then making the non-love film. So if you go on my website and check check those films out, it's vimeo.com slash my first name, R-A-E-S-H-E-L-L-E. -E. Um, you know, it's the, the non-love film, it's again, like I said, it's a it's a personal favorite of mine. It it really speaks to my soul. Um and I would really, yeah, just check it out. Listen with with good headphones and just let yourself get lost in the music. Um, I was really excited because I, I submitted the film to a publishing company in L.A. to try to get permission to use the song. And the former manager of 10CC, he called me because he saw the email and he he really liked the film. So, you know, if that doesn't get you to the side, I don't know what will, but definitely check those films out. Um, and also I'm coming out with, I, I did a webisode, I wrote and directed a webisode. It's for a web series called One Law that's coming out this year. That's what the, the producers say. And okay. the webisode, yeah, it's, it's basically, the webisode is about 
these women who it's basically me um I have a, a gripe with feminism white feminism I don't I'm not I don't like it because I just feel like there's a lot of issues with it. It's not inclusive. It's hypocritical. And basically the film is just me um, talking about why I feel like Trump is elected. <laughs> and uh, that's basically why I did it. And that's coming out soon. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, the next, those are the next people I'm calling out the white feminists. And then in the springtime, I'm making a film called woke with quotation marks that's basically calling out fake woke people who expect black women to be enslaved by their own race and everybody else you know because there are some people who are against black women dating whoever they want or whatever you know fake woke people who don't understand what black lives matter means and what civil rights means they think it means that black women should be enslaved to their own race or else they hate themselves So I'm making a film to address those fake woke people. And then in the summertime, I'm making a film called The Richest Woman in Fulham County that enlightens people on generational wealth building through real estate investing. So I have a lot of uh, cool, really interesting projects coming up. So definitely follow me and, you know, keep posted on what I'm doing. But and I'm really it's excited about like you're 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 touching on subjects that need uh, need to be talked about at, at least in, in at least in your perspective. And I, I think I, I, seeing Wrath City, knowing that it, it wrapped a whole bunch of issues in in, in like one kit and caboodle, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think you'll be able to sit about and you know talk about uh, uh, or show people about them um in a way that might actually make some kind of a mark so oh, thank you <laughs> um but uh in, in any case i appreciate you being able to come on and talk to, uh, to me about your film career so far and, uh, uh, um where your thoughts are, are um in the in uh, the uh, coming uh, uh, time periods, and I wish you luck in uh, where you uh, where you're going from here. Uh, um, I, I mean, uh, as far as I can see, I mean, it, it seems like several of your films have gotten some attention, and uh, uh, hopefully, the, uh, uh, this uh, this interview will just uh, um, help people to um, hear what uh, what you were all about. So. Oh. Thank you, David, and I really appreciate you interviewing me. On most definitely. Uh, uh, most definitely. I, I honestly, I, I use this platform as a way to get, uh, get to know the, uh, uh, get to know all uh, all steps of uh, filmmakers. Because uh, uh, me being a producer behind uh, some uh, uh, some films and what uh, whatnot, and a reviewer, I get to hear from the director's point of view or the actor's point of view or the, or the editor's point of view. And it's interesting because each, each person plays a part and it's, it's fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool stuff. Alrighty. Well, um, uh, that's all the time we have for today, folks, but um, definitely tune in and uh, watch some of the films that uh, uh, Rachel um, has out, th out there and uh, definitely keep a lookout for, uh, for I believe she's on the rise. So um, again, my name is David Streggy. I host Inside Movies uh, Galore. Uh, you can catch us uh, 
uh, next week here on this uh, this ch channel. We're going to be talking about Pan's Labyrinth. Um, and uh, uh, definitely check out some more reviews. I know I've been, I've been behind on some of my reviews, but uh, I will get, uh, I will start getting some of those out. Uh, oh, um, and uh, coming this Monday, I'll be having an interview with Todd Bailey. So keep a lookout for that. So um, definitely uh, enjoy your day, and uh, thank you for uh, listening, everyone. So. Uh, have a good evening, and uh, Rochelle, uh, if you wanted to say a few words to the audience. Oh, thank you for listening, and I hope to hear from you guys soon. Awesome.